Welcome to the Games for the Throne podcast, a podcast about the HBO series Game of Thrones. I'm your host, Courtney, aka Mother of Dragons. Welcome to this episode of Games for the Throne. I'm going to be talking about episode 607, The Broken Man. Um, So the first thing I'm going to talk about is um, we see these people out in this lush green valley. They're building this structure. They're all working together. And we finally see Ian McShane, who it was rumored was going to be on in season six. Everything's all peaceful and nice. And then we see that the Hound is alive and he's with this group. Um, and Ian McShane's character, who is a Septon, um, apparently found the Hound and he took care of him. And he says there is a reason the Hound didn't die. The gods are not through with him yet. But the Hound says that he doesn't know what he used to be like and what he'd done. And the man says, you know, I've heard stories about you. And the Hound asks, well, why haven't the gods punished me? Then we go to um, a time later, maybe the same day, later in the day, or next day, a couple days. Um, Ian McShane's character is preaching to the people. He's talking about his past and how bad he was, um, that he had killed this boy in front of the boy's own mother. And he says, it's never too late to change and start helping people. And these two men on horseback show up, and they're kind of big asses, um, and they ask what they're doing there. The Septon says they're just there living off the land. They're trying to get a little village started. And the two men say, well, we're here to protect the people. And so we need to know what provisions you have. Um, So he says, well, we don't have much. You know, we just started here. We're basically trying to grow our own food. But you're welcome to join us. And then the man says, okay, okay, whatever. Um, He tells him to stay safe. And he says the night is dark and full of terrors. So once the guys leave, the Hound talks to um, the Septon later on, and he says, those guys are from the Brotherhood Without Banners, and they follow the Lord of Light. You better watch out. We need to protect ourselves. He says they need to fight, but the Septon says they don't have warriors in their camp. They just have women and children and a few men, and so he's going to turn the other cheek. And then what happens next, but the hound is out in the woods, he's cutting down um, trees, he's cutting wood, and he hears some people scream. So he goes back to the camp, apparently he was really far away, gets back to the camp. By the time he gets there, everyone's been slaughtered, and the Septon, played by Ian McShane, is hanging from the structure that they were building. So the hound gets pissed, he grabs an axe, and he storms off. And that was actually the last scene of this episode. The next thing I'm going to talk about is um, things that are going on in King's Landing. So Marjorie's talking with the High Sparrow, and he's real concerned. He asks why she hasn't slept with King Tommen. Tommen's been there and told him. So I guess they're good pals now. And he tells her it's her duty to give Tommen an heir and basically how women aren't supposed to enjoy sex because she says that's the reason that she hasn't done it. It's just that she um, feels very chaste now. And he's like, well, you know, it's not about you. It's about him. It's about providing an heir. So that's your duty. Then he kind of starts talking about her grandmother and in a roundabout way says he's going to arrest her if she doesn't come to the Lord of Light. I'm not sorry, not the Lord of Light, but come to the... Um, the faith very soon and renew her faith and 
you know, what everybody else is doing, which is basically kissing their ass. So, um, Marjorie meets with her grandmother. Of course, she's not alone. She is back at the castle, but Septa Unella is there. And Lady Terrell is really upset. She's like, I don't understand why this woman has to be here. And she kind of makes fun of her. And Marjorie says, you know, she's my um, new trusting friend and I need her to help me and this and this and that. Um, and because Lady Terrell went against the faith with Jamie, um, that that's why she has to be there. And um, Marjorie tells her grandmother that she needs to go back to Highgarden. She doesn't need to stay there anymore. And um, her grandmother doesn't get it at first, but Marjorie gets on her knees. She pleads with her grandmother, go back to Highgarden. There's no reason for you to be here. I'll take care of Loras. And, you know, basically looks at her and says, you need to go. And she presses this um, note in Lady Terrell's hand. And when Lady Terrell leaves, she opens it up and there's a rose drawn on it, which is the um, symbol of their house. So Marjorie is basically saying that she did not give up. She is not giving up. She's playing along with these people so that they will drop their guard. But she is still all about High Garden and House Terrell. Cersei goes to visit Lady Tyrell before she leaves, and she says she can't believe that he would leave while Loras is still in jail, but Lady Tyrell says, you know, you're the reason for all of this. You're the reason all of this has happened. You, you gave the Faith Militant this power. You tried to get in bed with the High Sparrow, and none of this would have happened if it wasn't for you. And by the way, I remember the fact that you were the one that tried to get Marjorie and Loras arrested in the first place. And I remember your smug smile and that's coming back on you. And I'm sitting here smiling now. And Cersei says that she's made a mistake. She's sorry, blah, 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 blah. And um, she says that they need to stand and fight together. And Lady Terrell just says, you know, I wonder if you're the worst person I've ever met. She says that um, she's getting the hell out of Dodge before the High Sparrow arrests her and urges Cersei to do the same because her trial is not going to end well, most likely. Cersei says that she'll never leave, but Lady Tyrell reminds her that everybody there hates her. She's got absolutely nobody on her side, especially now that Jamie's gone to River Run. She tells her she's lost and that the only good thing that came about from the situation was Cersei's demise. And Cersei is not happy at this at all. We get uh, one scene with Theon and Yara uh, this season. They are um, in a harbor somewhere, probably in Essos. They are at this brothel. Theon's extremely uncomfortable. Everybody's running around naked doing things. Um, Yara sits down and she makes Theon drink. She says she can't stand him cowering in the corner anymore, that he needs to man up. She tells him she needs him to be the Theon she knows he is, and if he can't do that, then he should kill himself. And she says, our plan is we're going to Danny. we're going to get her, obviously she says the mother of dragons, we're going to get her to help us take back the Iron Islands. Um, and she says that she needs him by her side. So she asks if he's with her and a spark of the old Theon comes back in his eyes and he says yes. But then she walks off and he starts to look a little nervous again. So um, Theon's still pretty messed up from everything that happened with Ramsay and he's nowhere near um, the person that he used to be, which is a good thing and a bad thing. 
Jamie and the Lannister forces get to River Run. They <laughs> pretty much march right up to the Freys, who, um, the heads of the army, because they've set up no perimeter. Everything's just a shit show. Um, Jamie really wants Bronn to be his right hand man, but Bronn says, you know, I want this lordship and the castle and the wife that you promised. Um, when they arrive, they see that the Freys are threatening to hang Lord Edmore if the Blackfish doesn't yield. And, um, you can tell that they're not real at all. Jamie finds out that they've been doing this for days, so the Blackfish knows it's an empty threat. Um, but poor Edmore just, um, stands there on a daily basis. And, um, then they take him from the noose and they threaten to cut his throat. But the Blackfish just says, well, if you're going to cut his throat, go ahead and do it. And of course they don't. Um, so they take Lord Admore down. Jamie tells them to have him bathed and fed. Um, uh, but the phrase get a little territorial. They're like, say like, you know, um, Admore is our prisoner. We decide what to do with him. And Jamie tells the guy to shut his mouth. And when the guy doesn't, he backhands him with his golden hand and says, bathe and feed Edmore. This is my army now. I'm in charge. All of my men have come to help y'all. Y'all haven't done shit. So shut the fuck up. Um, he tells the men how to set a proper perimeter or Bronn takes over, starts telling them how to set a proper perimeter and other things they need to do to prepare for an actual siege. And Jamie takes command. Um, Jamie asks Braun on the side to set up a parlay with the Blackfish. Later on, Jamie meets with the Blackfish and, um, he, of course, the Blackfish calls him Kingslayer. So right away, he shows some disrespect to Jamie, um, which I do understand on the part of a Tully. Um, we know more about Jamie and the good things that he can do. Um, but still, he calls him Kingslayer, and he asks if he's there to fulfill his vow that he promised to Catelyn. But uh, the Blackfish doesn't understand how he can be doing that because he doesn't see Arya or Sansa there. And Jamie says, yeah, you know, that's not why I'm here. I need you to give up the castle or we'll have to storm it. Um, he says, if you surrender, I won't kill your men. He says, on my honor. And the Blackfish says, well, you have no honor because you're an Oathbreaker. Which, of course, is referring to him killing the Mad King. So, I mean, Jamie's put up with 13 years, at least, of this. He killed Aerys Targaryen, number one, because, yeah, Aerys Targaryen said, go kill your, go kill Tywin Lannister, go kill your father. And, of course, Jamie wasn't going to do that. But Jamie had been right by his side, watching him burn people alive and do all these horrible things. And, you know, he kills him. I mean, that's what they were going to do to him. I mean, I don't, they might have let him live out his days. I, I highly doubt it. So Jamie's taken shit for this all these years, and he really did something to help everybody else. But I digress. So the Blackfish says, as long as he's standing, um, as far as he's concerned, the war isn't over, and he will fight for his family's home. Uh, they have enough supplies for two years. Jamie says, well, why did you come to talk with me? Because clearly you don't want to discuss surrender. And the Blackfish says, I just came to get uh, to meet you and measure you up. And quite frankly, I'm disappointed. In the north, um, Tormund is trying to talk the wildlings into helping John. Some are against it. They don't understand why they need to fight with him or for him. John says, you know, the Boltons are going to come after you. They don't like wildlings. So... I know it's not your fight, but it kind of is your fight, um, so I need you. 
and Tormund reminds them that John died for them, and if they won't follow him now, then they're cowards. So the giant stands up and says, Snow, and then the rest kind of fall in line after. We get to see a new location in this episode because John and Sansa and all um, are on Bear Island. They're there to see Lady Lyanna Mormont, who in the show is um, Giora Mormont's niece. Uh, so Giora Mormont was the Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, father to Jora Mormont. So I guess Jora would be her cousin. Well, she's about like 10 years old. Um Sansa tries to compliment her and says, you'll be this great beauty one day when you're older. But Lady Mormont just calls bullshit on it. She says that her mother wasn't a great beauty, so she doubts that she will be. But her mother was a good warrior and she died fighting for Rob. Um, then John tries to kind of break the ice and says, yeah, I was a steward for your uncle, Lord Commander Giara Mormont. Um, and she says, you know, we're we ready to cut the small talk. Why are you really here? So they say, well, we're here because we need your allegiance. We want to fight the Boltons. We need to take back Winterfell. And by the way, the dead are coming. Um, but she says, well, John's a, you're a Snow, so why should I follow you? And Sansa, you're a Bolton, or are you a Lannister? Because I can't remember. There's been so many conflicting reports. And Sansa says, you know, I did what I had to do to survive, but I am a Stark. Um, so this new character, Lady Mormont, is just sassy, um, and she asks why she should fight someone else's war. So then Sir Davos cuts in. He tries to talk with her, and um, he tries to empathize with her. He tells her, this isn't someone else's war, it's our war. And then he talks about Gior Mormont um, and how he trusted John, and the dead are coming, and they need to fight them. Um, and John tells her about the time they fought the White Walkers above the wall and that that is how her uncle died. And Sir Davos says they need to unite the North to beat the Night King. So she decides to side with them, but the downside is she can only give them 62 good fighting men. So good news, bad news. Good news, okay, I'll stand and fight with you. Bad news, only have 62 men. So yeah. Um, so then they go to see Lord Glover, and he is just way too scared to side with John. He asks how many of the other families have joined um, him, and John admits that the army is mostly wildlings. So Lord Glover says, you know, I only received you because of the respect I have for your father, but you're going to have to leave, and I am not going to help you. I went to fight for your brother and my wife and my kid. Um, you know, the Iron Men came here and they were locked up and they were treated badly. And I just got my key back from them. So, sorry, but not going to help you. So it seems like um, I'm sure that they've gone to some more houses, but that John has only added some small families, not too many fighters to his army. Um, they're camping somewhere where Stannis camped before, and Sir Davos talks about the reason that he did that was because there's mountains to the back of them. They can set up a good perimeter. Um, John says they're going to need to march on Winter Winterfell soon, and Senza, um, walks off with John. She asks him why Sir Davos is his trusted advisor now, and John says, well, Sir Davos helped to save me, but she says they need more men. And John says, you know, we're going to have to go ahead and go. 
we don't have any more time. We can't wait for any more men. So he's being a little bullheaded, but yeah, he, they have to go too. They don't have much longer. Um, so then the last thing we see to do with that storyline is that Sansa is sending a letter with a raven to someone. So could this be Littlefinger? Is she possibly um, calling on him for um, the soldiers from the Eyrie to come help out? Because they definitely, definitely need some people. And then the last character we get to see is Arya. Um, she is um, going around the village. She books passage on a ship back home. She books a cabin and um, all the works. The captain tells her the boat leaves in two days, but she says, well, we're going to leave in the morning. Um, and she takes her money back, of course, until she gets on the boat and, um, she's walking around, she's saying goodbye to Bravos when this old woman comes up and she starts stabbing her and she gets her really good across the stomach and we see that it's the waif. She's took it, taken a face from the hall of, um, mirrors or the hall of faces and, um, she's stabbed Arya a couple of times, but, Arya was able to, she happened to be on this little bridge. She was able to jump in the water and get away. Um, so she comes up out of the water um, a little while later. And she's um, walking through Bravos, broken and bleeding. Um, she's soaked to the bone. She's just looking at everybody. She's scared that anybody could be the waif. So that's where we leave off with Arya. So we didn't get any good, or any Danny episodes this week. And um, maybe we'll get something next week. But we see that the Hound is alive. The Brotherhood Without Banners is around. There is going to be a battle for Winterfell very soon. Um, is it going to be um, a good battle? A bad battle? What's going to happen? Who knows? Um, it doesn't seem like John's getting too many men. So hopefully Sansa is rounding up the soldiers from... Um, the Eerie to come and help because I just don't see how they're going to win without them. That's it for this episode of Games for the Throne. See you next time. If you have questions, comments, crazy theories, you can email me at gamesforthethrone at gmail.com. You can also like me on Facebook at Games for the Throne and on Twitter it's at Games for the Throne but the four is actually the number four. You can also check out my Games for the Throne blog on 3cstudio.net and that's where I'm going to be putting um, episodes of the podcast as well. There will be lots of news. Um, I've talked about different theories. You can go on there and see what all's on there. So I'll see you next time.